Okay, so you you want me to do the intro now? Yeah, sure. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tap Calf Transmissions, our Star Wars podcast that is branching out a little bit, where normally we oh. talk about Star Wars books, but this is the first of our uh, new, I guess, weekly episodes where we are uh, going to be trading off between doing the book discussions and just other Star Wars media discussions or topic discussions, because uh, we feel like that, that'll probably work a bit better for people having a weekly mm-hmm. show rather than uh, every two weeks, sometimes every three weeks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we've got a few I mean, you topics. said branching out, but it's like when you're a kid and your mom tells you, like, you've been playing Xbox all day, so like you go and play Game Boy or something? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're just... These are conversations we have anyways that we are now just recording and putting under the, the broad Tapcalf mm-hmm. Transmissions banner, uh, which right. I should also mention that after tonight's podcast live production on uh tapped out after the calf we're going to be playing some sea of thieves <laughs> our gaming <laughs> uh we need a name have to be some it. sort of like hangover reference or something because like it's after the tap calf, so it's like you know yeah but it, well it's or still it's a coffee it's a coffee place really so well tap calf and star wars usually they usually mean it as a bar it can be both because there's yeah. calf, which is yeah. basically coffee, but, but yeah, combination coffee house and bar. Yeah, which sounds pretty good, actually. They they could stay open all day. Mm-hmm. It's That's like when McDonald's opened breakfast, where it's like just bars that sell a bunch of coffee. I guess a lot of pubs mm-hmm. do that. but Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, so after the Sea of Thieves... Um, before we get into the episode, is there any other Star Wars news you want to talk about? It, it was uh, Star Wars Day, uh, May the 4th, a few days ago, yeah, so, so we got some news. So um, I, I guess we should say first that this episode is going to be about the full final season of The Clone Wars. We're going to talk pretty broadly about all of it, all three arcs. There will be spoilers, obviously, so if anyone hasn't mm-hmm. seen it that doesn't want to be spoiled, uh, leave now, or we will tell you that order 66 happened and ahsoka is there and then maul has a two-bladed lightsaber it, mm-hmm. yeah you've already ruined it for yourself now if you didn't trust me when i said we were going to spoil stuff for you mm-hmm. i mean those are some pretty basic spoilers i didn't want to be too mean i need to ease people in okay so back on the topic of star wars news i guess the main thing was the uh Jedi Fallen Order got an update. That was pretty cool. Uh, have you played that yet? I haven't played it yet, but I also thought that New Game Plus was something that already existed. So basically, you're allowed to use your cosmetics that you've got in previous playthroughs yeah. and new playthrough. Uh, it's kind of like the worst version of New Game Plus because, like, I don't, I just don't get the point. It's just cosmetics. Like, New Game Plus generally means you don't have to go earn all your powers again, right? Yeah. Or like, at least you keep your skill points, but. They've kept it locked. I don't know. It's kind of disappointing to me. I see. I'd say I'm fine with it, but again, this is something that I thought they already had in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I guess I'm not super impressed with that. There was mm-hmm. the bug that you uh, did a video on that you can fly everywhere. Yeah, so, they fly now. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> that's that's got to be worth something. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I guess we know for sure that we're getting. More Jedi Fallen Order games yep. as well. They announced it's basically the start of a new series, which I think most of us expected. I mean, I kind of expected that since we got the Jedi colon title 
Um, mm-hmm. So it's like Star Wars, Jedi, whatever. Um, and I guess we've got a release date as of today for Lego Star Wars. That's October um, 20th, was it? 20th, yeah. That game looks great. I'm really looking forward to that as well. Yeah, the Lego um, Star Wars games have always been pretty good. Yeah, and this one's going to be like the big daddy of Lego Star Wars games. Mm. Battlefront 2 of- support has ended. That's something that's happened since the last episode, mm, I think. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but... The announcement for that know. kind of came out of nowhere, at least as yeah. far as I was concerned. Where I knew it was like kind of ramping down, but it was just like one weekend. Okay, we're done. Bye, everyone. Yeah, and like based on the last time I was at a... I can't say too much. Based on the last time I was at like an EA event, they definitely indicated that they wanted to support it for a few more years. So it, it seems like there was definitely like a decision based on population or something, uh, and they just didn't hit the parameters they needed to. So yeah, time to... Uh, Time to cut it out. Especially because there was the announcement that uh, Ben was stepping down like only a week or two before. So it seemed like the kind of thing where like maybe uh, mm-hmm. have that as like a joint thing. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. Other than that, I think the only other thing was, well, a big one. We're getting a new show and a new movie. Um, yes. And I mentioned on, like, I know we kind of have slightly different views on this. You're quite excited, right? For Because it's Taika... And uh, I guess this is one you're going to be keeping your keeping your eye on. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Taika, so mm-hmm. uh, it's a combination I'm pretty happy with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're not, I take it. No, I, I am happy, but for me, there's like so many Star Wars movies that have been announced mm-hmm. but haven't gone anywhere yet that this kind of just enters like the like we've got the the. Uh, I guess the Benioff and Weiss trilogy is not happening. Or yeah, that one has been else. no. That one has been officially canceled. Okay. Because uh, Benioff Ryan and Weiss just kicked off everything. Yeah, we've got the Ryan Johnson one that, by all indications, is still happening. There's other ones that have been announced, but like they just don't get anywhere, you know. So it's kind of like, what's happening, what's not. It's just kind of a big soup of Star Wars movies. Well, I think we've a lot of that. Sh- uh, it's kind of just grouped with the fact that they changed their strategy a few years ago and like some stuff that was going to be a movie turned into a TV show around the same time. So mm-hmm. we'll kind of see uh, where mm-hmm. other projects go. But mm-hmm. like the only one that I'm considering actively in development right now is that Taika is definitely doing this one and then probably mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson doing something at some point, but probably not a trilogy anymore. Yeah. Uh, and what about TV shows? Because we also get a TV show by Christy Wilson Cairns or Cairns. I've never actually heard of her. I think you mentioned she's done like rom coms, uh, which kind of. I think it's. I think Christy Wilson Cairns is part of the Taika movie. She's co-writing it with oh, him, okay. and then it's uh, Headland that's doing a new uh, TV show that she's show running. Right. Okay. And you said she's the one who's done. Yeah. Uh, so. What kind of Star Wars show that will be? I'm not really sure. Well, people have, like, I, I kind of yeah. brought that up as, like, maybe they're doing something like this that's a bit more, like, uh, more daily life. It's like, but, yeah, lighter toned or something. Like, But people fair, do different she's stuff done. as well. Just because she's done yeah, two exactly. rom-coms doesn't mean that yeah. she's only able to do rom-coms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It, it could just be she was a good fit for the job or whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, it's so far off, we don't really know. And, yeah. Especially since they seem to be hoping that a lot of the Star Wars content is going to carry Disney Plus for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not surprised that we have a few projects coming up like that. And I'm kind of hoping that they all do 
pretty different stuff rather than getting five Mandalorians. Because as much as mm-hmm. I did enjoy the Mandalorian, uh, some variety there would be really nice. That was kind of my argument just for more Clone Wars. Like, mm-hmm. they've got all of these arcs that are in various stages of completion. Some have been basically even animated uh, to a partial extent, like yeah. like the Bad Batch was before Season 7. <coughs> and this this is sort of getting on topic. Um, I think there are two or three arcs that are in that sort of stage. The Bounty Hunter one is one. We saw the, fe- the fight between um, Boba. And I actually don't remember who did he fight. Anyway, they've shown parts of it. Um, like, why not just get them out as independent arcs for Disney Plus? Like, they don't need to be a whole new um, season or anything like that. But just call it like the lost episodes or whatever, and finish them and get them out. I would be surprised with the response that there's been to season seven if we did get something like that at some point. But mm-hmm. I think with uh, just finishing the show, they just did want to finish the show and just picked like mm-hmm. the. Uh, oh yeah, it was, like was more important. Yeah, yeah. Again, we'll see. It's just like they they need so much content for Disney Plus, and like old Disney movies are only gonna like that's always gonna get a certain segment of people to subscribe, people with kids or whatever else. Mm-hmm. But like, but is that gonna keep up me, a active subscriber base? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a good point. And like, you kind of always need stuff coming out. You can only do so many of the you know big budget Star Wars shows. Like with Marvel, they've basically thrown everything at the wall. Like they've got the Marvel What Is What If series. Um, I don't know. To me, it just makes sense to to get more out if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I know they were planning like I think two more seasons in total, uh, including the final season. So. But uh, but yeah, that's all I have on that point. Do you want to move on before we get to the Clone Wars uh, review and discussion with the uh, the sponsor we have for this week, our first ever <laughs> sponsor? <laughs> yeah, so we uh, a big part, a big staple in podcasting is that uh, you do a lot of like product placement or ad reads, and we got an email we just couldn't turn down for product. And I personally love product. How do you feel about product? <laughs> I'm actually looking for the email, but I can't find it right now. <laughs> You're um, ruining the joke, you- Justin. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking for the email so I can do the ad read, but uh, I'm a big fan of product. Um, product offered to pay us a lot of money to sell you guys product, um, which for us was very, very hard to turn down, especially given how much we both care about product. And um, money. Just try- and money. <laughs> but I think you sent me the email today, didn't you? Yeah, I, th- I think I copied it. So basically, if you work as a YouTuber or... I guess now as a podcaster for any amount of time, you will get um, emails from people trying to get you to sell their stuff. And especially when you're starting out, you get lots of just absolute trash. Um, I'm not talking about like Raid Shadow Legends, who I have done paid promotions for in the past. Um, (laughs) I'm talking about like, this will literally be like, sell our gambling service or sell our resume writing service. Um, but I've never before today got a email from someone who doesn't even tell you what the company is, what the product is. I'll just read it to you guys straight up. Good day. I'm a representative of an advertising company. Our company needs to advertise the product on the YouTube platform, and your channel is suitable for this. Our prices are as follows. 1600 for a full three-minute review of our product, whatever that is. 120 for ad integration at the beginning of your video pre-roll 
If the prices do not suit you, please let us know. We will try to negotiate. If, as you say, I didn't say anything, you want to make ads based on views, this option is also considered. I would like to know its details. I look forward to your prompt response. Um, so I've been following an advertising company for a long time, <laughs> and their their release of product really got me excited. And if you guys are excited for product as well, uh, then help us to keep this discussion going for the full three minutes so we get our full 1600 Because <laughs> we've done what they asked now, right? We've talked about product for three minutes. The check should be That's in the mail. That's true. That's true, actually. Um, I just like how... It must be that they meant to fill something in and they didn't. Um, but I do, I do like that. It's like that scene from uh, Revenge of the Sith where Obi Wan and Anakin are captured by Grievous, and Grievous is like, "Ah, yes, the negotiator." Like that's <laughs> that's what you'd see if you ever met this person. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so thanks guys for helping us collect those fat checks. Should we move on to? Uh, less enjoyable content and a discussion and review of season seven of the clone wars we should uh i guess we should do you want to break it into discussions of the bad batch first then the Mm -hmm. uh trace and rafa arc then siege of mandalore just Mm -hmm. do it that way what were your thoughts overall on the season first though actually good i thought it was good um i definitely a lot of people are ripping on the second arc, the Ahsoka arc, and I do understand where they're coming from because it is kind of out of left field. Um, it's not very big in scale considering it's the final season, and you can really say the same thing about the Bad Batch. Um, so from that perspective, I do agree that it somewhat lacks a bit of consistency and like a bit, especially when it comes to like overall story. But that's kind of always been the case with the Clone Wars. To me, it's always been four episode arcs, usually sometimes two or three episode arcs separated. Uh, And then there is somewhat of an overall story going on, but a lot of it is just kind of individual arcs. So I didn't really have a problem with that. Uh, I quite enjoyed it overall. It gave me basically all that I was hoping for. I do kind of wish we would have got to see more of like Order 66 Mm -hmm. and the fall of the Republic from like across the galaxy instead of just being a Rex and Ahsoka story. (laughs) Oh yeah, Fall of the Republic is Empire War Mod. But um, I also get why they chose to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's basically... I enjoyed it. I'm not going to give it like a rating or anything. It was definitely one of my favorite seasons. I think they did uh, I think they did good by us. And I think episode 12 was probably one of my favorite Clone Wars episodes of all time. What about you, though? Yeah, I really enjoyed the season overall. I do think like there was uh, one episode in the Trace and Rafa arc that we'll get to that I think uh, being mm-hmm. without that would have been... Uh, better mm-hmm. i think would have made people see the arc a bit better there are a few reasons that i did really like even that uh mm-hmm. but yeah Is i think the one the... where they get start off captured then get captured again yeah where i i guess we i'll just say quickly now like the mm-hmm. it at first i was like okay so the point of that was just that that was the character i can get ahsoka and uh mm-hmm. rafa on the same page but then the first minute of the next episode they're like bickering again it's like Okay, mm-hmm. so no, this this would have been uh, as a three arcs set. That would have been great because mm-hmm. there's a lot we see about uh, basically what the arc is for is to kind of give an, a a more standard view of the Jedi, like how people yeah. see the Jedi, 
It wasn't mm-hmm. just, hey, here's some random people that Ahsoka's off doing something with. It's like, we're about to murder the Jedi. This is kind of how the galaxy is going to see them and see that. Because you get mm-hmm. the the thing about how Luminara, uh, I think it's Luminara, is uh, like they had an interaction with her where the shuttle comes down, kills their parents, and Luminara says, oh, good stuff about the Force, and then leaves. <laughs> where, sure, to the Jedi, it's this big cosmic thing, but to them it's like, no, you kind of just came in, messed some shit up, and then left because you're unaccountable uh you're supposed to be these superheroes because they build themselves up Mm -hmm. as the protectors then they're unable to do anything for uh for people who need them directly and they kind of the jedi kind of lost sight of who they were supposed to be in the war especially but also the last few decades and it's something that i want to do a video about this specifically but it's something that does come up in the new jedi order as well where there's a kind of schism in the Jedi Order between mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker's side, which is actually more on the Luminara side, where the Jedi need to be uh, off doing what the Jedi need to do to grow in the Force. And then Jason Solo takes that even further, where he kind of wants to go into a full hermitage and just learn mm-hmm. about the Force and at the galaxy as a distraction. Whereas Kip and his people are like, no, we need to go in, we need to solve problems for people. But the downside with what they're doing is that they also need to... Uh, uh, tell people what to do and I think that arc because I was reading those books at the same time as that arc was going on and to me it was like kind of a nice parallel getting to mm-hmm. see what uh, what the regular people actually look at that like because so often in Star Wars we get kind of the top down view and this was a rare and I thought mostly enjoyable except for that one episode look at mm-hmm. how that was seen by others it, there's actually kind of a I Jedi comparison too with like uh, the Gen Sare. Uh, basically, the Jedi go in there. There's that big battle um, where Corrin's grandfather dies, and they destroy like that dome and accidentally kill uh, all of the Gen Sare that are there. Mm-hmm. And like no one really thinks about it. It's, it's like all about this battle, but there's been like these kind of devastating consequences. Um, it's kind of an interesting connection to last episode for anyone following along. Yeah. Uh... I, I will say, though, I agree that they could have... I think it would have been much better if, you know, they, they would have had the full Bad Batch arc. Um, and then even if they split uh, the four episodes between the first and the, the final arc into two mini arcs. So I'm sure they could have got the whole uh, Soka arc into two episodes and then maybe fit in mm-hmm. another two episode Slice of Life arc in there. I would have enjoyed yeah. that a bit. But... Um I would have been perfectly fine with it being one or two episodes as well. Uh, I think four was probably more than we needed, but I also think there's one that lifts straight out. Uh, mm-hmm. With like, if I rewatch it, I'm probably just skipping that episode entirely. There's literally no reason to watch that episode. So you you mentioned rewatching. I'm kind of wondering because we talked about this on a different episode. Um, what? I, I guess you finished your Clone Wars rewatch before this. I'm assuming. Um, so like, what's your experience with Clone Wars generally? Did you watch it as it was releasing or? Uh, I started watching it as it was releasing, but I think I only got through the first two seasons or so before I was like, okay, the entire Clone Wars takes place on Naboo. So Mm I'm, I, I'm kind of out on this and actually, and that's usually when it's kind of seen to have picked up more. So I probably got out of the worst time when that was my complaint 
But I didn't really mm-hmm. watch past season two as it was airing. I was more getting back into it mm-hmm. later. Yeah. Um, kind of the same for me. Like, I completely wrote the show off when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Just be- Well, not a kid. I-, I guess it came out... When the first season? Like, 2008? Uh, 2008. We would have been in, in our school. 16 to 20. Yeah. When it was I don't know. To me, out. it was like... I just assumed because of the animation that it was... Uh, that it was a kid's show. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if if I didn't um if I didn't have a YouTube channel, I don't think I ever would have watched all the way through. Same. Like I, I kind of went back later and caught the occasional episode, but it never really hooked me until I was like, Okay, I, I just have to watch this now because I can't there's like a whole thing I can't talk about. And I was like, Okay, this is pretty pretty awesome actually. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have gone back if it wasn't for uh specifically starting the lore channel but also a bit working on fall of the republic because mm-hmm. like when it originally came out i was still working on uh mod stuff but we were only doing uh i think by that point we were only doing post endor stuff so then it's like okay i don't even really need to watch this for for mod research but mm-hmm. i did enjoy it a lot more uh going yeah. back through and rewatching it do you have like a favorite episode or a favorite arc or a least favorite episode like the early stuff with Naboo, just I I never could get into it. Mm-hmm. I ended up skipping a few of those episodes, mm-hmm. uh, rewatching it. Uh, the, I guess the original Domino Squad stuff was good, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of like any specific arc that would be my favorite. Like, I a lot of the later seasons I I just enjoyed in general. So I, I don't know that I had anything that like really stands out as a favorite until mm-hmm. uh, maybe Siege of Mandalore takes that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I personally I hated the Mon Cal arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned I mentioned this before, but I think it's like the most bland thing ever. Um, I think it's I think it's more than four episodes too. I can't remember though. Um, but it's like they just didn't animate the water very well, <laughs> and it like it's just very there's no like life in the water it's just very boring and it's just they're just swimming around for a long time so i don't like that one um i really like and this is kind Umbara of a strange was, i really liked Umbara. i'm assuming you're about to say you didn't no i i, I do like Umbara okay. as well um that's one of my favorites i also really like the any episode that takes place on coruscant and that deals with like the senate and stuff i really enjoyed yeah, that me too um there's like the Senate murders arc, which is weird because it's so out of place. It takes place in season two, I think, mm-hmm. before you kind of know what's going on with a lot of these characters. Just because, like, I think Anaconda Far, you kind of learn about him. He's the Rodian who's murdered. I think you learn about him, like, significantly later yeah, on. Yeah, that was the biggest problem with doing my rewatch is that it's so out of chronological order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, Anaconda Far dies and then there's like five more episodes of Anaconda far later. Like, hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. And I was, I, mean, I was way cool. too lazy to go and actually try to oh, watch yeah, it chronologically. Is like, nope. Just pressing next. Which is one thing about being on Disney plus. They could literally, I mean, I know I'm exaggerating, but they could set up a, a, like a timeline watch or a, like a chronological watch in like 15 minutes and just have it as an, as an option when you're, binging the series that should really be the default like yeah exactly it's just rearranging episodes i don't see why they couldn't do it yeah there's no reason to have it as it is now other than production order 
which mm-hmm. like for the Simpsons I'd understand, but yes. the Simpsons doesn't have an overall story they're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. So oh well. It's basically that arc really suffers, and so does the um, the, the the Domino Squad stuff mm-hmm. because that one's that one's also really badly out of order. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, you, see, you you get it. Like it's not a huge deal, but I, I like any episode that takes place on Coruscant because mm-hmm. it's like my favorite place in star wars and I, and I really really liked the uh, first ahsoka episode for that reason because it kind of yeah. reminded me of uh of like those they're, again they're not really slice of life episodes but more than we say that phrase know. way too much also so i'm trying to specifically avoid saying that phrase ever again okay. uh it, it's going to become a meme and only tall man should be a meme <laughs> um i forget what else i was going to say but but yeah I like those ones. I'm trying to think of other really standard episodes for me. I was never as much of a fan of like the Mandalorian stuff and the Darth Maul stuff. Me neither. Um, like the Mandal Mandos just don't do it for me. Um, like I like the Mandalorian, but the fact that he is a Mandalorian didn't really get me super excited. Um, I I don't like the whole um, pacified Mandalorian at the beginning of the Clone Wars or Mandalore at the beginning of the Clone Wars. I get the idea of it, like. Um, you know, there being a power ba- imbalance and stuff, and that's cool, but... Yeah, other than that... Yeah, I don't mind no, that I... as much. It's just, as far as who it's supposed to appeal to, I'm less sure. Uh, mm. Because it, the Mandalorians kind of just get inserted everywhere in a way that I don't really like. Uh, because mm-hmm. it appeals to that certain part of the fan base. And mm-hmm. Karen Travis especially. But a mm-hmm. lot of those people are the ones who were most upset by the fact that they were portrayed yeah. the way they were. And mm-hmm. it's... Uh, like to me, it, I don't think it it like ruins continuity the way a lot of people do. That there are like no, two I opposing agree. facts with that. Like, one is just they just had a really destructive civil war. The mm-hmm. Death Watch is still there. It's just they're trying not to blow themselves up right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, what I didn't see it as a huge issue, but at the same time, it's like okay, why why do we need to spend so much time focusing on them? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I also kind of feel like. I don't care as much about like the when it comes to the Clone Wars. I personally don't care as much about the overall story because I know, like you know, the Republic is going to fall. You know, the clones are going yeah. to turn evil. You know, well, well, I guess in hindsight, when you watch it again, you know what's going to happen with Mandalore. So like, I kind of like the the more self contained arc. Sometimes like, I like the droids arc, which is a really random one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like some others that are like that. Like I quite like the uh, the father uh, and son daughter arc, um, even though that one's kind of controversial. I think. Yeah, I don't like that one as much just because it's uh, Ab- Abeloth is something else. I... Yeah, but I mean that wasn't written with Abeloth. It wasn't, but either. it all it all does become interconnected and. Uh, on their own, I didn't love them. Then I didn't love Abeloth on her own, and then it all combines to something that I don't love overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like if it had been explained in another source book, maybe a bit more. Because the thing I don't like about it is just uh, how kind of weird it makes the whole celestial situation. But mm-hmm. uh, that's more of a me thing than a something that I'd really yeah, expect. That's other kind of like to a almost like a watching. It's almost like a retcon as well like the ones in the celestials being made the same 
Like, I don't think... Because the Celestials existed as characters and legends before the ones were created. But I don't think... Yeah, it's it, it's a weird situation. But I, I, I definitely get where you're coming from. One of the things like, that's always been weirdest to me with all of it, though, is that uh, anything that's, like, contradictory or something that people don't like... I've seen a lot of, like, oh, Disney ruined this. Most of this show came out six years before Disney took over. Mm -hmm. So that's always been something that kind of got me. Yeah, and it kind of indicates George Lucas's opinion of Legends as well. (laughs) Because he just straight up, like, changes everything. The big one for me is the clones. um, How they're made from, like, in Legends, for most of Legends, anyway, the clones just followed Order 66 because they because they they just did they just mm-hmm. like it was an order um and we get in like the uh the darth or the uh dark lord rise of darth vader one of the clone commando squads just doesn't because they're like actually the jedi are pretty useful i don't think this is in the best interest of the republic um but and then it gets changed to it being an inhibitor chip which basically allows them to uh, allows whoever's giving the order to override any sort of conscious defense. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting choice. Definitely makes the clones a lot more um, living and, you know, human, I guess. Yeah, like, the, the Clone Wars is, like, the most screen time we get for George Lucas's vision of Star Wars out of anything. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's kind of a good counterpoint. Of like, oh, if they hadn't rebooted the thing and if George Lucas had kept it, it would have been legends all over the place. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Plus, I mean, what are the chances of uh, the sequel trilogy picking up 30 ABY uh, right after, what, the Swarm War? <laughs> uh, right after the Yuuzhan Vong War. It would have been before the Swarm War. Before the Swarm War, yeah. okay. So, so the sequel trilogy would have had lots of bugs in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's getting a bit off track. Um, I'm just trying to think of any other episodes I want to talk about before we get to Season 7, because I doubt we'll ever do another Clone Wars podcast so uh that seems not true you think we'll do what we think i guess we could do like a, a whole episode on one season or something or half a season i mean we're doing a whole episode on like han solo at star's mm-hmm. end i'm sure there's just as much of an audience for like an episode about the umbara arc or something if we really wanted to do it yeah true we forgot to mention that too that next week will be a will be Han Solo at Star's End, which is definitely one of the oldest Star Wars Legends books. Um, I think, besides for Splendor of the Mind's Eye, I think it is the oldest, right? It's certainly up there. Besides the novelizations. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I... I can't think of really anything. Jedi Prince is close, but... Jedi Prince isn't that old, is it? I thought Jedi Prince isn't was in the 90s. Was it? I thought, Je- I thought it was, yeah, like, think- early 80s. Maybe it just feels early 80s to me. I've never actually looked it's, at it's the... It's early right. 80s in writing at the very least. Yeah, 92. Oh, God. I Yeah. I just... <laughs> I used to give it more of a pass because... <laughs> oh, no. No, it's... It's funny. I just I just Googled Jedi Prince Star Wars on uh, on Google. And the, the first one... You know how it has, like, the a similar questions thing? Um, the, the, the fifth similar question is, Is Triclops Ray's father? <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that yes. Technically. <laughs> um anyway, should we should we move on to a discussion of the actual season now or is there anything else you wanna Uh yeah, I think we on? should uh get into the bad batch maybe. 
Mm. Yeah, so the Bad Batch is... I've heard, like, after the fact, a lot of complaints about this one. Um, because the Bad Batch is too of a just boring commando squad. Like, it's just like any action movie ever has those characters, yeah. you know? You've got the heavy, you've got the the smart guy, the sniper, whatever. But um, I don't know. I, I quite enjoyed this. It was like, it was a, just a fun arc that I feel like could have fallen into um, any of the seasons. I will say they, in the first episode, you get that conversation between Anakin and Padme. Yeah. Um, which kind of connects it to the greater universe. And I just wish throughout this whole season we would have gotten more of that. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly don't like the Bad Batch arc that much. Uh, to me, it like I don't typically like that kind of action movie, so I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's a bad arc. It's just not my taste. Yeah. yeah uh, sure. And they were kind of like an over the top A team to me, mm-hmm. and like I've seen the A team, didn't love the A team, and there were a lot of those tropes that they just kind of threw into yeah uh, to that, or not just threw in, but like I, I think it was a well done thing for what it was, but what mm-hmm. it was wasn't what I enjoy. Uh, yeah. But that that conversation between uh, Anakin and Padme, and then especially the line afterwards, when uh, Anakin's like trying to hide the fact that the conversation was happening, Obi Wan's just like basically tell Padme I say hello. Yeah, uh, and I think that's one of the best parts of the season actually, just because of the context it adds for watching Episode Three, where it's like mm-hmm. if Anakin had just spoken to Obi Wan directly, Obi Wan probably wouldn't have had a problem. Like, he would have been, oh, this is not allowed, whatever, but here's... Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have yeah, been as I big mean, a deal as Anakin probably was internally making it out to be. Yeah, and that's not really, like, a new thing either. Like, it's pretty clear based on based on episode three, especially, like, when you go into yeah. the supplementary material. Like, the, the, the novelization, I think, straight up says... Yeah, the novelization point. goes into it but a lot even more, in, but just on even screen, in the movie, yeah. Uh, yeah well, you like, kind of get it afterwards. Anakin's the father isn't he yeah but that that's yeah. kind of the way it's done he in movies it. it's still uh it could be taken mm-hmm. as obi-wan putting it together after the fact yeah uh, she's so distraught yeah rather than what we get here which is just an explicit acknowledgement between anakin mm-hmm. and obi-wan like mm-hmm. which is and what rex. was really <laughs> yeah and rex of course rex and ahsoka's maybe in the background uh mm-hmm. Ponkrell's walking by for some reason <laughs> But it's that direct, the fact that it's directly between Anakin and Obi-Wan is really what was missing uh, before that I think this did that makes it more interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like everyone Um, knew that, like, everyone kind of knew, like, Obi-Wan knows what's up. But the fact that mm -hmm. Obi-Wan is directly here telling Anakin, hey, I know what's up, Mm -hmm. is different. Yeah, um... And like I said, I really wish we'd gotten more of that in this season. That's my biggest complaint, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fine with the arc structure. I was fine with the arc they chose, the arcs they chose, but just more kind of overall tie-in, especially where this was the last season and there were fewer episodes. Like, I feel like the episodes could have been a bit longer in some places. I know they were going off of, for the first two arcs, um, especially like existing ideas, but I feel like they could have, you know, included more of that kind of, because I, I don't think, I'm not 100% sure on the history, but I doubt that um, this was planned to be one of the final arcs in the Clone Wars. I know there was supposed to be um, a second Bad Batch arc, in fact. Mm-hmm. So they should have kind of worked with what they had, but also done more to kind of make it coherent and whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
what did you think? I don't know if you heard about this, but there's some crisis, or crisis, some controversy because they removed a scene from episode one. Did you hear about this or episode two? Maybe. Uh, was it the thing with like the logos and stuff, or the? It was like a a pinup of yeah, Padme on yeah. one of the lats. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And it was like, are you really? Are people really mm-hmm. upset about this? Like, come on. Of course. <laughs> I think yeah. I I don't know why they removed it, but. I don't really have a problem with it. Yeah. It might have been because, yeah, it's whatever. For time, for ratings, like whatever the reason was, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And this did kind of show me why, like, companies don't frequently share stuff like this. Yeah. Because, especially for the Bad Batch arc, every um, change was, like, on Reddit was really heavily, um, like, scrutinized. Like, even small changes, like... The way they shot the beginning sequences of the episode was with a fade between scenes instead of a cut. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it, when the announcer was doing, like, like the Clone Wars Rage On or whatever, it, and, like, fade between scenes, it was, like, not a yeah. um, a wipe, and people were really upset about that. Whenever um, anything like this is being made, there's multiple ways that are discussed, roughed out. Mm-hmm. Like, any stage of production has a bunch of ideas that just don't go through. And there's any mm-hmm. number of reasons why they wouldn't go through. Like, mm-hmm. movies go through reshoots and stuff a lot. It's just... Uh, Especially Star Wars movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it only becomes a story when uh, the company is generally more open about it. But mm-hmm. if they do that and then people see something, it's like, I would have preferred it this way. Or even more commonly, they kind of invent in their mind what that would also mean in other places. And it's just... It kind of gets... Uh, mm-hmm they try to apply uh, reasoning for why it was done this way versus that way uh, that kind of fits into their other views on things. And usually it's just kind of meaningless. Like the, the mm-hmm. choice is just, they just went with A instead of B and that was what it was. But mm-hmm. yes. And then next episode had a, another huge controversy or maybe it was even this episode um, where they talk about a Naxi's, Oh yeah, it was this episode because Anaxes in Legends at least was a very well known core world. Um but some people took a conversation because this is as the Outer Rim sieges were going on, um and they call Anaxes basically a lot of people meant because they were fighting on Anaxes and it was during the Outer Rim sieges that this made Anaxes a clone wars uh, sorry, an outer rim planet. Um and Matt Martin said, Well, I guess that's what this means basically on Twitter when really it just seems obvious that the Outer Rim sieges were happening, and then maybe, like, the CIS counterattacked at Anaxes, which is a major Republic shipyard, um, and then that's why Anakin is sent there, I guess. Yeah, which would also kind of make sense if they're preparing an assault on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, and even if it was the show meaning to say that Anaxis was an Outer Rim planet, which I, I agree, I don't think that's what they were actually going for, and mm-hmm. people can say things on Twitter that are their interpretation that maybe they just didn't have the information. Like Matt Martin doesn't know everything about Star Wars mm-hmm. offhand to access for his Twitter posts. But if anyone well, says that's only wrong, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's private. So, yeah, sometimes it's just people speaking mm-hmm. off the cuff. They either have the right like he was probably not directly involved in that decision in the first place. So his interpretation mm-hmm. is maybe slightly more informed than other people. But. It's yeah. not like the last word on Star Wars. Yep. And totally. even if it was intended that way, 
it actually surprisingly and i was shocked when this came up as well uh, i found out that there are other places in star wars where planets have been mentioned being in inconsistent places before and no <laughs> i i spent a few days in the hospital afterwards my doctor was monitoring my blood pressure uh by the end of it what they did was they put uh up on the screen just a screenshot from the star wars rebellion game with the planets <laughs> labeled and uh when i was able to maintain a steady heart rate through that i was allowed to go home <laughs> I've never seen that map, but now I'm gonna have to look it up later. <laughs> it's it divides everything into sectors for like game convenience rather than any mm-hmm. sort of and they don't even make sense from that perspective. But <laughs> it's just kind of a it's a thing that happens. Um. Anyway, uh, what was I gonna say? One thing I I was a little disappointed because because we were teased um, is that. We didn't get to see any real space battles. We yeah. got a hint of General Grievous inside of what was, I guess, the Invisible Hand. Um, we've got a little bit from at the Battle of Anaxes, but not a whole lot, and kind of felt like a bit of a lost, um, mm-hmm. kind of a bit of a lost opportunity for me, um, especially where like the the visuals and stuff were so impressive. Yeah, I would have much preferred some sort of space battle centric arc over the Bad Batch, especially, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was a little bit disappointing. We did get yeah. to see a crashing Venator, so that's close to a space battle. And that scene was really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The one where it's crashing after Maul freaking rips it out of hyperspace, basically. Yeah, and it's all Ahsoka's fault. Yep. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, I'm, or in a few minutes. I'm sure there's a lot we have to say about that. Anything else about the Bad Batch arc, really? Like, I don't know. Like you kind of said, I wasn't super into the... like. Just a pure action arc doesn't interest me a whole lot. I did like the the like Echo coming back. Um, he he was always a cool clone, uh, and we also see a bit of like Rex kind of uh, dealing like at the beginning of Episode One. There's a bit of Rex trying to like come to terms with all the brothers he lost and stuff, uh, but that didn't really play as much into the season as I was hoping it would. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think there's anything else I really want to mention. I guess it is nice that we did have one arc which featured, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin again because they're not in the this season a whole lot. No. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. But we do get a little bit more of them with uh, background Siege of Mandalore stuff. I do kind of enjoy the fact that, like, we know what they're up to off screen for mm-hmm. a good amount of it. It was like they're yeah. popping in and saying stuff that's going on when they're in episode three for usually mm-hmm. with the Siege of Mandalore stuff. But, uh so, like I'm perfectly fine with them being in that arc as much as they were, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, for the other two, it would have been nice to have more indication of what's actually going on with them. Hmm. It did feel like to me that there was like, especially like I, I felt like there were similar episodes to was it episode three of the Ahsoka arc you didn't like? Yeah, I think one? it was together mm-hmm. again or something. Because there are versions of that in this arc as well. I think the one where they teach the... Like, they have another, like, very similar to the Mandalorian, where they teach the villagers how to fight and whatnot. Um, and they go to the Separatist base. That one I thought was a bit... Meh, yeah. Like, it's basically just more action. And again, you like, I am hesitant to criticize that too much because the arc was made before it knew... Before they knew that it would be in the last season. So it's like... Yeah. 
there were to- like they could have those sort of fluffy episodes. They had um, no reason to help the Republic either. Yeah, they no, for they sure. it was in their best interest to tell the Republic to f off and yeah, uh, they're just bringing war basically. Yeah, they're anything bad that happened to them was because the Republic went there and just dragged them into it and then dragged mm-hmm. all the CIS forces back to them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and and they like they were arming them with like the spears and stuff. Like, no, these are a bunch of battle droids coming with blasters and the giant magnet <laughs> octoptara droids. Like, don't fight them. Mm-hmm. Your responsibility in protecting these people would be to get mm-hmm. them out of the way. <laughs> yeah. They The Octoptara Troy droids are cool as hell though. Uh yeah, but as cool as they are, I I wouldn't want to fight them, personally. No, the, exactly. They're 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 frightening. Like they're very spooky. Well, I actually there was that scene that was cut where they were talking about whether they'd help the Republic, and they're like, uh, we weren't so gonna like, help. The Tridroids are kind of spooky. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. So we want to see them up close. We'll stay. <laughs> see them up close. Yeah, very up close. Um, Especially with Anakin just standing up on the ridge for like half an hour, like. Hmm. A lot of people mm-hmm. dying down there. <laughs> I'll do something at some point. And then, so the last episode, we get to see Anakin kill Trench again. Um, like, Trench was kind of wasted because he's supposed to be a, like this, you know, hotshot admiral, very intelligent, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really do much in this arc besides get, get killed again. Yeah. Um, if we had an arc leading up to that instead of the, uh, mm-hmm. like, that would be a great space battle arc yes exactly instead of bad batch but oh well mm-hmm. it's fine I'm not i'm like yeah it sucks but what oh. can you do like we, we got we got season seven so yeah way she goes yeah. let's move on to the second arc of the season which we'll just call the ahsoka arc i guess it's got four episodes gone with a trace dealer no or sorry deal no deal dangerous death and together one. again do you want to give a basic overview of what happens in this arc? Uh, Ahsoka leaving the temple. Her bike breaks. She ends up meeting the <laughs> Martez sisters. Trace and Rafa. Yeah. Uh, Trace is nice, kind of dumb. Rafa mm-hmm. is gaslighting and horrible. But mm-hmm. uh, they've been surviving Irredeemable. alone. Hmm? Irredeemable. Yeah. They, the fact that Ahsoka just kind of leaves them with... Like, yeah. Rafa should not be in charge of anything they have mm-hmm. some smuggling hijinks uh mm-hmm. i think they go to lush kessel <laughs> yeah well that actually existed pretty early on that was another thing that i think matt martin tweeted about where mm-hmm. those plans had existed from the original roughing out and then it was actually that that got referenced for solo mm-hmm. uh yeah there's mention of a princess i think in one of the solo connected material mm-hmm. uh and Kessel's different in canon because in Legends it was basically a small rock, but now it's a full planet. So it actually went back and forth it's... in in Legends oh, as well. It? Yeah, there are a few hmm. places like Empire War had it as the asteroid. Uh, I think Essential Atlas had it as the asteroid as well. But there are also some places in Legends where it was described as an actual planet. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like canon seems to have firmly landed on just planet, but Legends it was uh, Schrodinger's asteroid. Hmm. I think the same thing is true with its moon, too, which gets destroyed by the uh, Death Star prototype, um, and then comes back. In Ver- I think it's mentioned in other places, despite it should have been destroyed. Yeah. 
So yeah. that, eh. But uh, yeah, I think we kind of talked about the only thing that I found especially useful about the arc. Like there were some character moments that I kind of enjoyed. I didn't like Rafa at all because she's just horrible. Uh, Trace mm-hmm. was kind of fun, but mm-hmm. uh, they you shouldn't go into smuggling just as a general rule. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I like in the first episode of how you see that giant pit. <laughs> um, I don't know if it has a, an actual name. I just call it the pit. Um, it's just like Coruscant is just such an interesting place because, you know, it's, it's like the, the ocean, like the deeper, the deeper you go, the weirder creatures there are. And it's just like, this is such a cool area to explore. Mm-hmm. So I'm always down for like, I don't know. It's basically like a gajillion, um, Moss Eisley cantinas. Yeah. Yeah. It... Do those pits, I, I think you can see stuff like that in the movies. So it's nice to go into them, but mm-hmm. this is down where you'd be buying death sticks. Uh, they're a bit higher than you'd be buying death sticks, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah and the funny thing with the clone wars is once you see a ship once like once a ship is prominently modeled or whatever it just appears yeah like everywhere over and over again same with star wars rebels too so i like i definitely saw a lot of assets it's like <laughs> i forget the name of that uh jedi ship um the one that they are on but the together, like when they go to yeah when they go yeah. to Ilum. but like that one appears like a bajillion times there's like it's like yeah. mostly Gazantes down there for some reason. Um, Assets are yeah. expensive. Yeah, very expensive. That's why every um, fleet in the show is just a Venator, or three Venators, or three Munificents. <laughs> maybe an Acclimator sometimes. Yes. You don't get much variety. They didn't really introduce that many new ship types, but you did get like the DH Omni, the mm-hmm. Malevolence, but it would have been nice to have, over the course of it all, a few other things introduced. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, Rafa's ship or Trace's ship is called the um, Silver the Silver Angel, yeah, and it's a Nebula class freighter. And someone tagged me on Twitter, thinking that the uh, the Nebula Star Destroyer was canon again. <laughs> Trace did own a Nebula Star Destroyer. It they could carry a lot of spice in that. Yeah, she just stuffs the uh, cockpits of the uh, E wings and stuff full of spice. But uh. But yeah, so it's the. I, I wish they would have stayed on Coruscant too, because like I don't know if they needed to leave and yeah, just that first episode was my favorite, just because you do get to. I was less into the, like the whole Jedi are not as epic as they seem because I feel like that's kind of been played out, not played out, but I feel like it's kind of been done. It doesn't hurt to do it again, but um, but yeah, I just would have liked to see more of Coruscant, especially where it is like the last time, Coruscant's like that, I guess. Yeah, like I would have preferred without the smuggling. I think if you get rid of the smuggling element, you just have Ahsoka spend a couple days with them on Coruscant, maybe have a local gang thing, so you can have like two episodes in the arc. You get the same sort of idea, and uh, mm-hmm. you don't have to deal with dangerous debt and the fact mm-hmm. that they start in prison, get out of prison, head back to prison. Uh, there is the thing where like the guy gets cut in half by an elevator. That's mm-hmm. that was that was fun, but. Yeah, and someone loses their arm later to an elevator as well. Yeah, elevators are not safe. Just don't go in yeah. them. Always take the stairs, everyone. This is this is an anti-elevator podcast. <laughs> Pro burning calories as well. Yeah, 
especially with like, the COVID guy right now, you don't really have as much time to get out and walk around. If you live in an apartment building, take the stairs. Just don't touch the yes. railings. Elevators are basically COVID holes as well. Like, yeah, everyone's touching the same button. Mm-hmm. You're really not supposed to get on an elevator with anyone, so I always get annoyed when like I'm taking the elevator back up or down, and then uh, if it stops on another store, usually people or floor people are supposed to just wait for the next one. But half the time they'll get on. Like, mm, don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just trying to think of what else is worth. We talked about Kessel. Uh, they visit the Pikes. But there was a cool uh, solo reference. Did you catch that? Uh. That they were on Kessel, which... Well, when Darth Maul calls his other... Uh, or, sorry, no, who is it that... Oh, the when, they're, when they're on the call with, like, the Pikes and stuff, and then Woody Harrelson standing there? <laughs> Not Woody Harrelson, it's a. Uh, yeah, that would have been Paul better, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did catch that. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Who is it that's calling when that happens? Why am I completely forgetting? Wasn't it Maul talking that, to them? I forget. Maybe already. that's in maybe that's in the next arc. It's all kind of yeah. That was during the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah, yeah, right. That's like at the beginning, at the end of Episode One, isn't it? Yeah, it's right before Ahsoka confronts him. I think when they're running through the right. pipes yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's my, my mistake. Um, I don't know. It is cool seeing uh, the underworld, I guess. But yeah, mm-hmm. being captured and then captured again is always like, eh, whatever. Yeah, like literally um, nothing changes in that episode. mm Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's where you see Bo-Katan for the first time in for like three seconds. But, I mean, I don't think any of that was necessary either. Mm-hmm. But, well. Yeah. It, it is kind of random how she like comes out of nowhere. but Yeah, just happens to run into Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. I will say it's, it has been cool, like, with this season coming out after uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels, how many connections were there. Um or sorry, come after Clone Wars coming out after Rebels and just other canon material, like the stuff that they managed to to mix in there. Like at the end, we have the is it the Condor? It's like the the bird that is there when Ahsoka and Vader fight in Rebels, mm-hmm. and it's like represents the the sister. Like that was a cool reference. Um, so, do you consider yeah. uh, personally season seven to be part of the Legends story as well? I don't consider Clone Wars to be Legends, the Clone mm-hmm. Wars TV show. Like, I know it technically is, but it contradicts so much of Legends that, like, if I'm talking about a Legends topic, I will, you know, mention something in the Clone Wars, obviously, because technically it is within the continuity. But if I was to do a big headcanon thing, I don't think it fits in very nicely, to be honest. See, I think as far as the broader story goes, I don't think there's really that much that contradicts. Like, there's some stuff that then gets addressed by... Uh, like essential drug guide to warfare and everything. I don't think there's mm-hmm. more that contradicts other parts of legends here than in other places. I'd say the Mandalore stuff probably does, but I don't know enough about how the how Mandalore was treated before to really say for sure. But maybe not. Um, just trying to think. Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of in that weird spot, but but yeah. Like, it conflicts with some parts of the multimedia project, but then you have to consider that the multimedia project also conflicts with some parts of both the movies and earlier Legends, and earlier parts of Legends conflict with itself in other places, too. So it just, mm-hmm. it seems like to cut it off, there's uh, 
a bit of a moving goalpost there that mm-hmm. applies almost as much to any other part of Legends. Like the mm-hmm. only thing that yeah. really is super hard to integrate is the Marvel comics. But... Yeah. Well, we might have a different opinion once we read uh, Star's End next week. Hmm. Um, like I don't consider, I know season seven technically isn't Legends, um, but I don't consider it any less than the rest of the series in my opinion. Hmm. What about you? Uh, yeah, I like I've considered the whole show part of Legends because it, I mean it was re- released long before mm-hmm. there was any idea of canon being split, mm-hmm. uh, and there were some intentional retcons. But then also you get things like Essential Guide to Warfare and mm-hmm. a bunch of other source books that came out after the Clone Wars started coming out, which are some of the more definitive source books of Legends that mm-hmm. heavily incorporate the Clone Wars content. Uh, yeah, you, you do have a good point. I, I can't really think of any any reason to disagree with that. Like, makes sense. If you don't consider the Clone Wars TV show content canon, then you st- or the TV show episodes, you still have to consider a lot of the content in it to be part of Legends because it like mm-hmm. for the next uh, six years after the show started, a lot of it got very heavily worked into other Legends content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, should I think there's anything else about the second arc I want to mention? I think we kind of talked about a lot of it at the start as well. So, yeah. Um, overall, not bad it, to me. Like, there's so many, like, Clone Wars arcs that are like this. That mm-hmm. oh, it was cool with it. Um, the I would third have preferred a bit shorter. Was uh, it was definitely yeah. fillery, which felt a little mm-hmm. bit weird being like the second last arc of the Clone Wars. But at the same time. It's not this thing where we're wondering where the story's going either, so... Yeah. Like, we kind of know what happens. Yep. The The third arc was much different, though. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing you'll, you'll notice right away is just the, the noticeable increase in animation quality. The um, first thing I noticed was that the title screen was so different, to the point that mm-hmm. I thought I had accidentally opened up, like, the original the movie. movie or something mm-hmm. like that. Because it was basically... It's basically designed to be... a another movie on that kind of scale presented very differently yeah yeah it's they put it as like uh four parts and i wonder if they will be doing an eventual release like that i've seen a lot of like fans have been doing like cuts with that in revenge of the sith which is cool Mm -hmm. uh just basic cuts putting it all together which is you know also pretty cool um but i wouldn't be surprised if eventually it got i mean it's not getting a theatrical release or anything but i I wouldn't be surprised if eventually they made it its own thing on disney plus or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah that'd be Um, that'd be cool yeah but i'd i'd still rather have a chronological listing for the episode if i can only get one of the things please chronological listing yes um so it starts off the first episode of the third arc takes place right before revenge of the sith like well depending on how long they're in hyperspace, minutes or hours before Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, they start off on... I can't remember what planet they're on at the very beginning. Um, let me just check. It's Yerbana, I guess. We do get a, not a space battle there, but we get a uh, we get a little uh, skirmish. We see some ships fighting with each other. We see an amazing shot of uh, General Grievous, who's like in the new season for five seconds but just looks incredible yeah, uh, um they were a good five seconds yeah they were they were the, the per second it was very good um <laughs> uh and then we have kind of one of the last 
moments that there would be between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Kind of like their last big adventure is, you know, it's still very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, Anakin's like basically as powerful as he'll ever be, which was cool to see. He kind of just annihilates an entire... Or he plays part in annihilating an entire uh, platoon of battle droids who just can't even keep up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, nice to see a tactical droid again as well. Uh, and then, of course, we have the uh, conversation with Ahsoka. Is this when the conversation happens where, uh, is it this or in two episodes where it's uh, Ahsoka talking to the council? I think that's two episodes from now, the second last one, after Maul's yeah. captured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you mean where like they come in right before like Anakin is off to? Yeah. Like when she's, when she, yeah, yeah that's, that's later because at this point it's still before Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, well, it was just like the conversation with like Mace Windu, Ahsoka, Yoda, and right. Ahsoka's like, yeah, I'm just doing this on my own, not as a Jedi, yeah. or as a civilian. And Mace is like a like, complete dick. Okay, civilian Ahsoka, or a civilian Jono. <laughs> you don't get to learn anything about the thing you're doing, because I don't like you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like how we get a, a fulcrum reference, because when Ahsoka calls uh, Yalaren, she asks for Anakin by the fulcrum um frequency mm-hmm. i guess so so kind of vader really should have known about a lot of these issues and <laughs> yeah <laughs> we get a lot of security kind of issues like rebels like, he should have smartened up a bit yeah. and like where ahsoka knows anakin's passwords to everything which is probably bad form and the password is only like four characters which <laughs> i mean it's that's Padme exo <laughs> four characters is fine for unlocking your phone but especially with Star Wars computers, <laughs> that can be brute forced in like half a second. A second. To be fair, any Star Wars computer can be brute forced by an astromech yeah, just spinning stuff around a little ding dong into the thing. <laughs> uh, we can't get into this one. It's up an inch from standard. <laughs> <laughs> that does kind of remind me though. One thing we didn't talk about in the second arc is there's that scene when the uh, the ship is leaving Coruscant and Anakin's on the Venator, and they like. Uh, they stop the ship for a second because it's in like a military uh, fly lane. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. And it's kind of a reference to the Return of the Jedi scene where it's like the executor over uh, over Endor. I just thought it was cool too because it's like we never see like, yeah, it must be really annoying having to live on Coruscant while this massive fleet is over there. It's like yeah. half, the, half the space is restricted and you get shot out real quick. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was... I thought it was cool. You learn had a lot of restraint there when they were flying out. It's like, mm, they're flying straight <laughs> at us. They're still flying yeah. straight at us. They're still flying straight at us. <laughs> huh, oh well. Yeah, well, it's fine. And you know, knowing how Star Wars ships are, you you never put your shield up until uh, literally the last. Second. You're actually in action. That's what every Star Wars story I've ever read has told me. <laughs> You've got to save money. That yes, it costs a lot to run the shields. Mm-hmm. So Bo-Katan shows up. Bo-Katan and Ahsoka show up on the Venator and just be completely unreasonable. Um, they're like, "Listen, you guys need to help us at Mandalore." And Obi Wan's like, "That's literally illegal." Yeah. <laughs> like we can't do this. It, it's completely illegal. Um, and Ahsoka's like, "I will make it." But legal. we just. <laughs> she's like, "But we still do it though," and he's like, "I guess so." And then he just. 
These are like half of an entire clone legion and like well, three starters. We'll still do it, to... but we need some time for an arts and crafts project first. <laughs> you may find this slightly racist. <laughs> um, what do you think of? Uh, I guess. What do you think of the whole debacle there between the Republic and Mandalore? Like, do you think they were right to to step in and help out? I guess. I mean, probably because I. It's hard to say what what Maul was really going to end up doing otherwise. But a Mandalore controlled by Maul wouldn't have been great. Controlled by Death Watch mm-hmm. wouldn't have been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, it it kind of is a little bit more important to protect Coruscant. So just strategic thinking there, not the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, it probably causes more issues. Like it, it's just gonna realistically, it's probably more of a rallying cry for death watch to have the republic step in and basically shoot them all mm-hmm. so because also where like yeah exactly where they'd kind of ousted the legitimate government and now the republic is here like that's basically just like a real bra moment if you're not in death watch because you basically just justified everything they've done yeah it's like oh look sovereign mandalore is being attacked by the aggressive republic now good thing we're not demilitarized anymore yeah like that that's basically just the best way to get them to maybe go over to the CIS or make them hate you. Mm. It, mm-hmm. yeah, not ideal, but mm, still worked out, I guess. No one ever had a yeah, problem with well, Mandalore after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was completely fine. Um, there is still like the fate of Mandalore after the Clone Wars. I don't think has been fully fleshed out. We do know that there was like some sort i mean we know from from at least the mandalorian that there was some sort of purging so i guess the empire eventually came in and was like nah <laughs> yeah because even though it is even though death watch is kicked out they're kicked out and replaced by death watch so it's like yeah because yeah because like bo-katan was still a part of death watch she was just like not wanting to work with maul mm-hmm. um yeah. So, yeah, it really doesn't accomplish much. It's not the ideal people you want in charge in the first place. And mm-hmm. they need to, again, I can't stress this enough, Coruscant is being attacked, which, uh, like, it's not that Coruscant is more important than other planets as, like, people on Coruscant aren't more important than people on Mandalore. But in order to not lose the war and to have the ability to continue to help anyone, Coruscant kind of needs to not be... Uh, taken but you know mm-hmm. I, I did yeah. like how anakin was like the we'll do the arts and crafts project on the <laughs> on the clones but like you know what would really be nice for you is if your lightsaber looks more like mine well i guess he had yeah yeah because it's like she she probably spent a lot of time like thinking about what lightsaber color she has like you, you get called by the crystals on Ilum and like so there's probably some sort of inherent meaning to that and then that Anakin's like lol lightsaber goes blue (laughs) yeah it's like in retrospect knowing what happens to Anakin the fact that she has this like reminder of who he was uh is nice but Mm -hmm. at the same time when he's making them the fact that he's the one that put them in he doesn't know that he's gonna do that it it's just kind of a dick move so at the end of season seven, does she 
leave both of her lightsabers because she gets, from what I remember correctly, because in Rebels she's got the white ones, and I'm pretty sure she took those white ones from Inquisitors. So I, I can't remember if she leaves. I think she just leaves the one. Hmm. Was that the Shoto? Like she or was she still either? has the uh, the the, sh- the Shoto as well? Yeah, um, she's got the regular one in the Shoto. I don't know why I like that. I just thought it's cool. Do you think the clones <laughs> all painted their own Ahsoka faces on, or? So is that something that Anakin was just gonna do anyway? Because like, kind of weird. Yeah, it, it, I don't know when they did that. Like, because you can't do that in ten minutes. No. Well, I guess they all must have done their own. Did he pass out like a stencil set, or <laughs> they show up to a, when Obi Wan's at Camino? It's like we've bred these clones from uh, from Jango Fett, who is top of the line in combat and also arts, arts and crafts. And crafts. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a very steady hand with a with a, a marker, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know when they did that. Kind of racist, too. Yeah. Two million like, units are ready, and three million more are in their art classes. And also, they've got no problem with Chagruta face. <laughs> yeah. And especially when they're about to shoot at her. Like, come on. Yeah. That was dark. I liked that, though. Yeah, it's just like, adding insult to injury at that point. Mm-hmm. But when they're when they're on the Venadero, like, staring down Jesse, and Rex has already, uh, I guess, betrayed the rest of the clones... And they're trying mm-hmm. to stall for time in the hangar. Mm-hmm. I'm per- like, I would have been convinced by, by Rex's argument, like it's the correct thing. And the same thing with like when they get Order sixty six, their initial responses are kill Ahsoka and kill Maul. Maul is not a Jedi at all, right. and Ahsoka I think, left the order. I think that uh, Sidious probably programmed in anti technicality. Uh, provisions but it's not a technicality it's like they, they're out they're not they're like the opposite of jedi at this point or maul is definitely the opposite of jedi unless Sidious like yeah. left in a kill kill maul programming which well i imagine the general thing i, I don't know it it is tough and like alex from star wars explained talked about this like is the scene when when Palpatine calls Commander Cody in Revenge of the Sith. Is that the only way Order 66 is sent out to the clones? Or is there like a switch that's also flipped that like basically ensures that Palpatine becomes the Supreme Chancellor, or the the Emperor, you know what I mean? I think Um, it has to be like sent out to the, to at least someone in an area, and then that kind of gets distributed through the chips. So is it the wording or something? Or like, is are the things always on? Like, it might be like they're turned on by, like the commander hears the thing and then his flips and then everyone under his command flips. But I don't know. The reason I don't like I the I don't like the chip explanation in the first place. So it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. But the the reason why I think there must be a switch flipped is because when when Sidious or when Palpatine calls Commander Rex, Rex calls him Sidious. Sidious. Yeah, which no one even does yeah. as the Emperor. So yeah. it's that was really weird as well. I didn't like that. Sidious was like his band name he went by in high school <laughs> and like he's kind of embarrassed by it later on, but he still occasionally gets called Sidious. <laughs> yeah. Cuz like Sid- uh Palpatine wasn't really advertising the fact that he was a Sith Lord. No. Uh even after the Empire formed, like maybe he had some dark side uh mm-hmm. memorabilia, but he had that as Palpat as chancellor as well he had the statues and everything mm-hmm. uh which really 
really should have been a tip off to the Jedi Order. Yeah. But, you know, what can you expect? It's like, no, no, I'm just really into history, he says as a giant swastika of flags like <laughs> waves behind his desk. <laughs> but yeah, you know you know Palpatine's super extra, someone said in the chat, because he, he had to just program Sidious as his name into there. Yeah. It's like it's like if, if I like had all my family call me Eck instead of Justin. They don't. <laughs> Yeah, they do. Gus especially. But, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of why I feel like there must be something switched. And, like, I don't know, even before, maybe it was, I might just be bullshitting because I know what happens, but it even seems like they're kind of hypnotized even as the call is yeah. happening, but I don't know. Um, I did really like, and I guess we are jumping ahead. The Siege of Mandalore, like, we're jumping ahead to the Order 66 bit. Anything you want to talk about with the Siege of Mandalore itself? Not really, because it was mostly just a framing device for the Ahsoka mm-hmm. Maul duel and their discussions about what's happening with, uh, with Anakin and yeah. Sidious and everything. Like the actual battle itself, you get a little bit on the on the start when they're running through and everything, mm-hmm. but even then, it it's being set up as like uh, it's part really of just something one broader. episode, like. Yeah, like I did my a battle breakdown on the siege of Mandalore, and I put part one because I thought we'd get more later on. But really, it's just the first episode. Yeah, you're right. It is just a, it is just a, a framing device, I guess. I will say the second episode, um, where they actually where Maul and Ahsoka face off, is really cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole this whole arc was kind of unlike anything else in the Clone Wars, which I really enjoyed. Um, like the third episode had that beginning where it's very like like subdued and introspective almost you haven't really got anything like that in the clone wars before mm-hmm. um and then the, the the duel between maul and ahsoka i guess that's the other thing to talk about for episode three anything you want to mention or episode two anything else you want to mention about that uh no that was the first place where i really noticed the uh the lightsaber trails though that where it made it look like they were kind of bendy which i wasn't sure how i felt about it like Rewatching really the duel, that. I liked well, it. Sorry, what is that? I, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Uh, where like they have more than before. They had the like the light from the lightsaber sort of stay and kind of fan out, rather mm-hmm. than just be the stick itself. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, it, I got you. It made it made it look sometimes like the lightsabers were bendy just because of how it did it. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I got it you. took a bit for me to get on board with that, but once I was, it, I thought it looked really mm-hmm. cool. I didn't really notice that to be honest. I I was pretty blown away by the uh, the duel, and there were kind of some different, um, like, we got different reporting about how much the duel would actually be using like Ray Parks like motion cap because at first they made it seem like um, it was all going to be motion capped, and then later on before the season aired, I I don't remember who it was, but they kind of tried to downplay it. I think, mm. but the duel definitely felt a lot different than any other that I can think of. Yeah, definitely in the show. Yeah, yeah, in the show, I should say, yeah. Yeah, it felt a lot more uh, grounded or like prequely than some of the mm-hmm. some of the rest of the series, and so it's it was like probably my favorite in duel f- in the show. And... Yeah, um, especially the end where they're like Mandalore, or I forget the name of that specific city they're on, but it's so weird. It's like got that giant dome, and then mm-hmm. like I don't know what purpose that's for. I mean, it's cool. The very end where they're fighting on top of that was very cinematic. 
Yeah. Um, there was some uh, some controversy or some people were upset that, like, Ahsoka beat Maul well disarmed. But it's just, like, it was the situation they were in uh, where she had a bit of an Maul advantage. knows shit's going to go down as well. Mm-hmm. Like, he's trying to... He's trying to just leave. Yeah. And, like, later on, he does basically the same thing to Ahsoka when they're trying to escape the ship. So it's just, like, a situational thing where Ahsoka had been good enough and had been training enough. Like, yeah, she was able to come out on top in that one situation after honestly kind of losing a good part of the rest of the duel. Like, yeah, Maul Mm. was running away more. But he was also not necessarily trying to kill Ahsoka. Mm Because for Ahsoka, her goal there is, I need to kill Maul. For Maul, it's... I need to get away, but I also need allies against Sidious because he's kind of aware of what's going to be going on. And especially someone who's so close to Anakin and he realizes Anakin has uh, some other role that Sidious uh, isn't or hadn't made obvious to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I also think that sometimes Maul's hyped up a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and I mentioned this a bit in my episode review and I got some... I got some good points on both sides. It's it, it's not Legends where Maul is like basically just an attack dog that Sidious uses, but I also don't think that Maul is like I think Maul's biggest quality is the fact that he's a survivor, not that he's like I don't think he's 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 very aggressive. I think he beats, for example, Obi Wan and Qui Gon in Episode Two largely just because of how unexpected he is and the Jedi probably let their skills lapse yeah. a bit, but I don't think he's like the most powerful force user of the era or anything yeah. like that. Um, when Obi-Wan beats just... Maul, like sure he'd been training mm-hmm. as a Jedi, but that was like peacetime Jedi, Jedi as peacekeepers. Uh, like they wouldn't have that much experience in like actual lightsaber duels or uh, direct combat in the way that like Ahsoka now and Obi-Wan now Anakin like, they kind of just spent the last few years training in a war, and Ahsoka had, like, dueled with Ventress. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not like this is now suddenly saying, oh, actually, mm-hmm. Ahsoka just blows Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan out of the water. It's just exactly uh, the situation they were in, but also she had more experience at that point. Obi-Wan had more experience at that point. No, I, I agree completely. I mean, Ahsoka's been training the whole time. Like, she's done some real badass stuff. The, the part of the Siege of Mandalore 2 where she's, like, jumping down through the ships was really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think we mentioned that. But, like, like as they're, the AA guns are fire... Or, or, <coughs> I thought they were AA guns because of the size of the explosions and how far they were being shot. But people point out to me that they're just the backpack rockets. But that was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I had no problem with Ahsoka winning. Oh. And it was uh, one of those wins that could have went either way. Yeah. And she was losing, too, before he tried to run. Mm-hmm. And they, I really like how they were, like, arresting all the other Devil Watch people, or uh, all the mall people, and mm-hmm. still leaving, like, their jetpacks on and everything. So, like, they're being taken away, but they have their jetpacks. Like, what are you... That. Why are you doing this? They could get away. Please don't try to run. We know you can very easily. Look, I'll tie up your hands, but keep your jetpack. <laughs> it's the honor system here, guys. Um, yeah, I just didn't was... want to model the back of their armor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, then we get the solar reference we mentioned. Uh, we get another, we get another one or another sort of, sort of Star Wars, uh, non sequel film on with, uh, Rogue One. We kind of get two of the two references in the final episode. We get the sort of, I am the, or I'm one with the force or I'm with the force and the force with mm-hmm. me or whatever it is from Rogue One. And 
I guess Maul's escape is sort of similar to the Vader scene. Um, so that was kind of cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I like. I like that when Chirrut did it, where it was just like this mantra he was repeating. But I, I don't like the fact. I don't really like the fact that it's something that Ahsoka did by repeating it the same way. Where I think, mm-hmm. like the reason Chirrut was doing it well the way he was was more like this situation he was in where saying it once. He's like, like I'm a, one with the force. Yeah. The force is with me. Having that as a, as a saying is great. But mm-hmm. uh, having it be like this thing that you chant repeatedly, I think that was mm-hmm. should have been left more as like that's what Chirrut was doing for that situation. Yeah, it would have been interesting too if like it was a small bit of Jedi lore or like just something about the Jedi that he understood and he was kind of channeling. Mm-hmm. But now it's like no, that was an actual Jedi thing that they did. Yeah, um, like a calming, I guess, or like just a peacefulness technique. Mm-hmm. I don't really know exactly, but yeah, um, if you know anything about mindfulness, it's that like aggravatedly chanting the same phrase as quickly as possible <laughs> is it's what a lot of that's about let yourself become the universe and don't keep don't stop saying these words uh yeah i guess we're kind of on to episode three now unless anything else about the mall ahsoka duel you want to mention i will say i liked when they went underground uh they would kind of hide in those tunnels i thought that was very creepy there's like a shot at the beginning of episode two where it's like panning down into the undercity that was pretty creepy. Yeah, I got nothing else with the with the duel. I'm good to move on to the last, to the Jedi and Order sixty six side of things. Hmm. So the second to last episode of the series is called Shattered, um, and it basically starts off with some of the things we just mentioned. Um, somehow Gar Saxton, who is in Rebels, I guess he's he's taken into custody. I guess later on he's freed by the Empire because that's where he is later on. Maybe. Some of the captured uh, Mandalorians are put back in control over Mandalore. Who knows? There's still 20 years to figure that out. It's fine. Yeah, there's plenty of time. Um, And yeah, the beginning of this episode is very kind of cool. A lot of people pointed out that there's almost Blade Runner-esque music, Hmm. uh, which I'd noticed as well. I liked that. Um, Then we get that scene that you mentioned where Ahsoka calls into the Jedi. She uh, conference calls. She zooms in. Yep. And uh, the Jedi... It's, it's that very dark scene. Um, it's made especially dark in the novelization where the Jedi are essentially talking about overthrowing the Chancellor and taking direct control over the Senate. And to me, that scene is a good illustration of the fact that, like, the Jedi kind of fucked themselves over because Palpatine is really just playing into, like, people's fears, especially, like, Anakin about how the yeah. Jedi are power-hungry. It's like overthrowing the Senate was not the right thing to do, even if they had to take control of Palpatine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always I always liked that scene and having Ahsoka kind of inserted towards the end and Mace Windu cont- continuing to be a dick. I think is a a good move. I thought <laughs> one thing that was kind of weird about those conversations is that we see him in the movie and like uh, we even see where uh, like the the perspective of some of the Jedi Council members that are skyping in, where <laughs> they're still kind of seeing the circle situation. They're sitting on a chair, but. Mm-hmm. We know what the layout of that scene was, but then we have him just standing in a group in that holocaust mm-hmm. and only some of them, but also for some reason Ayla Secure is there. Yeah, I was kind of I, I saw her and I was like, was she there in the movie? No. And she she's not? I'm pretty sure she's not. Like we only see her on Felucia in the movie. She's not a council member. Why would she be there? Is she even a master? No. She like there's nothing yeah. really special about Ayla Sakura. It's right. just besides George Lucas liked her. Well, and also, uh, is it Kit Fisto in her? That kind of 
Oh yeah. Smash, but uh, yeah. But like, yeah, she's not a council member. She's not granted the rank of master either. Like, where's? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it's just weird that seat, she's there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was allowed to stand. Um, so it's all just a slap in the face to Anakin. People are saying she was in the movie. Was she so in that scene? That was probably a George Lucas thing then. Yeah, in that scene, I honestly can't remember. I thought she. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I didn't go back and check though. I couldn't remember. Just reading legends. Um... Yeah, I'm not sure. Because yeah, I I don't think she was in that scene. I don't know. Look, I, I I would have been surprised okay. if they That's changed really it. Really surprising. And yeah, people are saying she was. So I'll I'll accept that as correct. Okay. Um, it is still weird because she is just kind of a. I guess it's because she was commanding the, the uh, Felucia attack, and they needed to. I guess there was maybe a checkup about that or something, but. Hmm. I, I need to know. rewatch episode three then, because. Yeah, episode three is one of those movies that's like super detailed and like I enjoy watching that movie because mm-hmm. you always notice something, um, which is cool. Yeah, other people are confirming she wasn't that scene, so yeah, kind of a strange choice, but that's weird. Thanks for the information, people. Um, we needed to get uh, droid attack on the Wookiee scene again, though. Yeah really real shame that we yeah missed that was that. the biggest missed opportunity of the <laughs> mm-hmm. um what was i gonna say so how do you feel about the fact that we get told this very limited story for the final arc would you have preferred it to to be limited to like it like uh i almost said ala secure um rex and ahsoka or are you happy that it um or, or would you have preferred it to be kind of around the galaxy, I guess? Uh, I think we got a good enough view of, like, the around the galaxy stuff with episode three of anyone that we really would have cared mm-hmm. too much about. I do like that we got a more in-depth story with one of the other survivors with Ahsoka here. Especially because mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, uh, the Clone Wars TV series is the story of, like, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka and their experience with the war and, like, the people around them. And we know what happens with Anakin and Obi-Wan's, and we get some background mm-hmm. flashes of that. But here, just focusing on Ahsoka's story to close it out, I thought was appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, I was thinking, like, oh, I wish we got to see more of Anakin and Obi-Wan, but, like, there's really nothing else to tell, because the movie tells yeah. it all, really. I think there were some people uh, kind of hoping to see... Uh, Cody and uh well just like a kind of a repeat of some of what we saw in the movie but on the show and I think that would have been kind of a waste mm-hmm. but yeah because like if you change too much it sucks and if you don't change enough it sucks so it's kind of a lose lose situation to do that in my opinion so yeah I, I would I would agree with that um I yeah and like I said Mace continues to be a dick he's like like as as if Ahsoka leaving the order wasn't totally understandable. Oh, shit. Now she's there like she helped free Mandalore, and Mace is just being completely unreasonable about all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did kind of get the feeling that um that she was considering rejoining the Jedi. Did you get that too? I think maybe she, after the war she was considering that after the war eventually, and then I think like Mace especially just absolutely shuts that door. <laughs> well, Palpatine really shuts. Well, the door. <laughs> that, that's fair, but. I think after what Mace was acting like, it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So actually, that's, that's kind of a. In a world where the Clone Wars end, Jedi don't get Order sixty six. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's like another schism in the Order, where like some of the Jedi I mean... want to be uh, maintaining their kind of like military commander status almost, and more interventionists in the galaxy, mm. probably led by Mace Windu or even Anakin, and then Yoda and some others are like, nah. I don't really know if that's what Anakin wanted, though. I think that's maybe what Mace Windu wanted, but I don't think, I don't think there was enough division to cause a full separation, especially where they had just been fighting a war. Hmm. Um, that's a good question, though. I don't know. That's one that I'd like to hear from anyone who emails us. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think. I don't think there would be. I think eventually. Like the Jedi were just decaying, like like time, like just over time, they were just completely falling apart. So I don't think that that would have been the cause of the Jedi rift that eventually broke them apart. But I do think that eventually they would have, um, they would have crumbled. Mm-hmm. What about you? Though I just don't see like Mace adjusting to uh, peacetime as well as uh, Yoda, for example. So seeing Mace as like the uh, kind of leader of a faction of Jedi who are a bit more aggressive, or I will say it's it's disturbing how how quickly they all just said okay, let's do this mm-hmm. when it came to like commanding a war, considering that's completely against everything that they've like ever stood for. And they're like, yeah. will we get cool capes? <laughs> we were on Geonosis, so I guess we kind of got to do this now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about, like, all I really know about Mace is what's in the show and what's in the movie, so it, it's hard for me to say. It just seems like he, so like, much of Anakin's Shatter... problems with the Jedi Council mm-hmm. come almost directly through Mace's treatment of him. Like, Mace yeah. is very dismissive of Anakin in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. him and Anakin also spend a lot of time together in the show. Which is like mm-hmm. a, a very like a very common pairing in the show, almost as common as Anakin and Obi Wan at certain points. But like, yeah, they like Aunt Mace does not appreciate Anakin, which and in hindsight is no, justifiable. But at the same time, also kind of the cause of some of Anakin's problems. Yeah, and I will also say, if Mace had been a little less dickish, maybe Ahsoka would have told him what Maul told her mm-hmm. about Anakin, basically. Like being a tool for whichever Dark Lord, like the, she, Maul didn't know who the Dark Lord was, but he basically, from what I remember, warns Ahsoka that somebody is trying to get Anakin as their new apprentice, and like if that had been information that Maul would have known, or sorry, that Mace would have known before going to confront Palpatine, things might have went differently. But I think he just proves all of Ahsoka's kind of prejudices about the Jedi correct. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I do like how Yoda is, is, of course, not a dick and yeah. stays after the call. He's like, UK, question mark? <laughs> Here's my cell. Yeah. Talks to Mace I think Ahsoka did make Fuck a mistake. Up, you no. have. <laughs> what do you think about Ahsoka's decision not to pass on the information, though? Because Rex even asks her. He's like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> I mean... It's a dumb decision, but it also makes sense. 
where mm-hmm. to her, like her number one is Anakin. So going to mm-hmm. him first is what she'd feel like she has to do, especially if she's picking up on the same vibes that Anakin is of like, uh, mm-hmm. can't really trust the Jedi Council. Like they, they're kind of two sides of the same coin there where it's like, uh, they're both disillusioned with what the Jedi Council is doing. And Ahsoka's mm-hmm. even more disillusioned with like Obi-Wan included in that group where Anakin wasn't. Uh, mm-hmm. But like in that situation, you can't really expect her to go to those people or anyone connected to them that she sees as being part of the problem. When yeah. as far as she's concerned, she's thinking like, okay, I'm going to tell Anakin and we're going to figure this out together. Mm-hmm. But, no, I, I agree. That makes sense. Um, what was I going to say? So then we get that scene basically where they cut in the, the, the sequences from revenge of the Sith. And it's kind of cool. They have most of the dialogue for Anakin. Most of the dialogue comes directly from the movie, but like some of Anakin stuff, for example, I think especially his no at the very end yeah. or something um, is from Matt Lanter, who does the voice in the show, which I thought was really cool. Um, and I also like, I don't know if you picked up on this too, and I'm not, I'm not saying that this is what they intended, but I thought it was interesting how Maul is getting the vision of what Palpatine is saying. And then Ahsoka's kind of, well, it starts off with Maul and he's just hearing Palpatine and then Ahsoka's just hearing Anakin. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt like, although we're the view, we, the viewer are getting it from both sides. Maybe it's supposed to kind of show that they're kind of feeling what's going on with their masters. If you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, that was cool. Um, then we, of course, we get Order sixty six itself. Um, shit goes down in the nastiest way possible. Um, I really liked how, even though Rex can't fight against his programming, he like he tries, <laughs> like or it's at least very very painful for him. He drops yeah. his helmet. He's got a tear running down his eye and stuff. Um, and it's a lot easier for him to just murder his brothers who are he knows under control of that mm-hmm. rather than. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, it's kind of funny how Ahsoka's like, I won't kill any clones, which she freaking let Darth Maul loose on the ship, and yeah. he's just like, not only murdering them, but doing them the most yeah, violent Literally, ever, that has to be one of the dumbest ideas <laughs> anyone's ever had, of just letting Maul loose. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did rip the ship out of hyper out of, out of uh, hyperspace. That is quite a, quite a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> But I yeah. I think her just working with Maul for that would have been fine. Like mm-hmm. I, I that agree. was probably the right call, rather than putting her like putting Rex in danger as well, uh, mm-hmm. knowing that Maul is going to do something incredibly stupid. Especially since you've just told Maul you have no interest in, like you're you told him like you're kind of hoping he dies in the attempt, and mm-hmm. just like keep him with you, ish. Work with yeah. him to get off the ship if you're going to let him out at all. Like yeah. maybe even ideally, don't let him out. But <laughs> it's not a very Jedi thing to do. Though. Of the three possibilities, she picked the worst one. Yes, I agree. Um, did you like the uh, sequence with Maul basically tearing it up? I I enjoyed it, but it's it's always one of the weirdest things for me. Where like every Star Wars ship interior anywhere near like the hyperdrive or any sort of mechanical bit is laid out the same way as the tractor beam in episode four so like a big cavernous (laughs) space inside these ships that can only really be so big but 
Yeah, it's like people fall, and it's like, you can't be falling that far. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's 1,200 meters long in total. So, like, is this covering the entire yeah. height of the ship in, a, in an area? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was kind of hoping, because I didn't know a whole lot about the Siege of Mandalore. I was hoping that Order 66 would happen, like, mid-siege, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mid-battle. Um, like, because we've had Order 66 on a Venator with Fallen Order. I, I, I'm not going to say it's disappointing, but it's, I think, a little bit boring of a location. Um, but it was pretty cool when the hyperdrive got ripped out and yeah. whatnot. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I guess the, the, the final battle is pretty cool. I mean, I don't think we've ever seen so many clones actually doing things on screen yeah. at once. When Jesse kind of when they start pouring out into the hangars, I was like, "Holy shit, that's a lot of clones!" Yeah. <laughs> and the the raising and falling of the platform that was funny, but yeah, I I do like how the droids just continue to be absolute bros in the show. Like when um, when Order sixty six Order sixty six happens, every bit of like formal programming in those droids would have said, "Okay, listen, like the Republic's still in command. It doesn't matter what's happened." But because those droids are like, you know, essentially living beings, one of them was Ahsoka's, they're like, okay, we got to help you. Yeah, they get more course, freedom of choice than the clones do. Yeah, exactly. And then for their, they're rewarded by being, they're all destroyed. And I was like, man, that's actually kind of gruesome. Like, yeah. like, I love droids in Star Wars. I'm a big droids guy. So, like, they're just like, and like, to me, that was like showing how, how the clones just get this completely different attitude now. And they're like... They're like destroy those droids even after they've caught they've captured them they've got no real purpose for doing so mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, well they were they were of... assisting the uh, the order 66 but they were traitors now so yeah <laughs> that is true I guess yeah they were I, I do kind of notice sorry go ahead I was just gonna say they were getting shot for the same reason Rex was mm-hmm yeah that's true I do like how Rex gets his demotion back to captain. Yeah, that was... He's like, I didn't like being a commander anyway. I was like, why'd they promote him? But it That was really weird. It's a really mixed up priority system. Like, maybe if you want to bring up anything, just say you're getting discharged, but like saying you're getting demoted and we're going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, not demoted. <laughs> like, wait, what was that second part? <laughs> we could be killed or worse, um... expelled. <laughs> classic hp reference always has to be one thought we might go in a whole episode of that one uh no last time we did it was just we talked about twilight instead also new twilight stuff is coming out so we picked a great time to get that into that wait new twilight stuff apparently i don't know i don't know what it is exactly but it's uh it's happening so uh, another tap calf transmissions topic we might have to put it as a, if we were going to Patreon, we'll put it as a, a funding goal oh God. of two dollars. We'll, <laughs> we'll never get to two dollars. It. <laughs> uh, it's like two dollars, and we make a uh, make a Twilight uh, themed episode. <laughs> okay, thousand <laughs> dollars pledged by Eckhart's Ladder. <laughs> if you insist, does that mean we got to do five hundred episodes now? Um, oh, what was I going to say? I don't know. It's just, yeah, I completely lost, completely lost my train of thought. Uh, droids are on. dead. Just... Clones. Yeah, droids are... are dead. Big battles. Uh, Ahsoka really not killing them, which I like. She's like, you know what? 
I'm not going to kill, or they might want to die, but I'm not going to do it. You're all going to crash, and, but it won't be because I've killed you. I don't blame her for that, though. That wasn't yeah, her fault. No. Well, well, it, it was ultimately It was entirely her fault, fault because she should have known generally yeah. what would happen. It was her fault, but she didn't do it directly, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. It was a stressful situation, but you don't let Darth Maul out and tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> the dude's name is Darth Maul. Yeah, like... <laughs> Maul. <laughs> the best thing in that situation is to keep an eye on him if you're going to do it. So, mm-hmm. like, I think... Yeah. Bad, bad idea. Yeah. Um, it is interesting how... I do feel like the clones just become more evil after Order 66. Like, one thing I noticed in... Revenge of the Sith is even after like after Order Six happens, you see them the clones starting to round up and arrest the the creatures on Utapau, the Powans and the whatever the, the smaller ones or the whichever the other ones are. Yeah, so it's like, um, just it's like once they once Order Six Six comes off, they're just basically becoming stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. I like how at some point now Rex has to find and. ATAT that's still working in there, and some other clones, I guess, survive. Oh yeah. So was that the same yeah, planet he was on? I don't think so. I don't. I don't know actually. I, I never. I don't remember what planet that was on in Rebels. It was like a, a sandy, deserty planet. Yeah, no, I remember that. But, but I don't. And that planet was sandy and deserty until the twenty-year skip, or however long skip when it was winter. I uh, assume not because he does meet like Gregor and the other clones. Yeah. Yeah, and they have to get an ATT from somewhere, and there was definitely not one working there. Well, that's not necessarily true because the Venator did crash. So, yeah, I but yeah, I guess she did recover all Vader. the helmets. So, or not all yeah. of them, but Jesse presumably and Vader would have uh, would have found him though when they were there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also don't know exactly when that is. That could have been uh, yes. significantly later. Yeah. Um. Was I gonna? Do, so in Rebels, Rex basically says that he took his chip out and uh, and didn't kill any of the Jedi. I guess the second part is true, but that's a very friendly, um, mm. a very friendly reading of the situation. <laughs> he didn't turn on his Jedi, really. I I think I think he was fine in the way. So is not it. a Jedi. Well, either. no, <laughs> just because but he didn't take his he didn't take his his chip out though. Well. He, he was there when his ship was taken out. Yeah, but... <laughs> the droid did it. I think for the context of the conversation they were having, there's only so much detail he needs to give. He doesn't need to give a full Listen, recounting. Ahsoka, who I'm about to meet in 20 minutes, uh, took it out from me, and yeah, I was basically passed out. Yeah, no, I, that does make sense. Um, there's something else like, I if someone asks you, uh, what did you have for lunch? Do you just say, a sandwich, or do you say... Uh, the whole process of how the sandwich was made. Well, it's more like if somebody asked me what I'm gonna, what I had for lunch, and I said I made myself a sandwich, but it was really my mom made me a sandwich. <laughs> I guess. Or Kelsey, I guess. I don't know why I <laughs> default to my mom, but <laughs> I, I'm not holding it against Rex. He no, it's fine. he sacrificed a mad. lot for this. He deserves to. Yeah, he did. Rex is a real one. Like Rex is a Rex is a true bro. Like when he finds out what's happening, he doesn't hesitate. He knows what's right. He does not hesitate. Um, he shows no mercy. He does what must be done. <laughs> yep. 
Yes, he does. The scene where they were, I think my favorite scene of the series is when the, the vendor's falling through the, down to the planet surface. It's just really nicely made and it's just like everything is just going to hell. <laughs> yeah, that take that took a lot longer than I thought it would. But mm-hmm. I guess they were coming in the whole time, so. Yeah. And then I guess we end with the final scene, which I wasn't sure if they were going to do anything Vader-like. Um, and then, yeah, they, we get the full Empire. I'm not sure when that was supposed to take place. It's it's left ambiguous, which is fine. Um, I guess they didn't, like, they never found... My guess is they just didn't... It took them a while to find out where the vendor went. And yeah. it's just, like, probably part of their greater Jedi hunting efforts. Yeah. Really. Because that was a big part of what Vader was doing for the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. Kind of a sad life he lived, but... Yeah, I I love that scene where he uh, picks up the lightsaber. He's just like, man, (laughs) kind of fucked myself, didn't I? (laughs) He's like, like, blue is so much cooler than red. (laughs) I should use this now. Yeah. No, no, you'll use red. (laughs) Okay. That's like the... Vader was fine with everything else, with his suit being really uncomfortable, with uh, not having a dong anymore, but uh, having used the red lightsaber, that was it. <laughs> Luke, you are the result of the last time I had sex. <laughs> I guess they, I guess no, though they were no, together. No, definitely not. They were definitely... Do you see that, that glow he had on Coruscant? When, yeah, I forgot when, they uh, were uh, out. alone together for at least a few more nights. Yeah. Listen, you, you, no way people as good-looking as Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman in love together in that big-ass apartment aren't, you know, getting her done at least a few times. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's still a nice image, I guess. <laughs> Not really. And then we get the the bird from Rebels. I thought that was nice. It's like a little... Every, like, Revenge of the Sith era thing and it always ends like you know it's just gonna be complete shit everyone's dead um but there's always a little bit of hope in revenge of the sith we get uh, of course luke and i almost said padme luke and leia going to their parents or their adoptive parents basically um and then we get the i think is it the condor it's called the little bird um so it's just like yeah evil is raining right now but uh it won't always be terrible yeah, it'll be great, and then it'll be terrible a few years later again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. More, yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to mention, though? I, th- I thought this was, I think our our opinion of the season is that it was a good season. There were some a few low points, but all in all, I'd, probably one of my favorite seasons, if not my favorite. And I think the last episode is my favorite. Um yeah, I thought it was a really good season us? overall. Um, I'm happy we got it. I hope we do get more. Uh, like you were saying, there's a lot of opportunities for that. But, uh, yeah. Mm. I'm just checking to see if... Did we get any emails yeah, on this topic specifically? Because um, I know we got some, but we'll probably deal with those, I imagine, on the uh, the proper book club episode. Yeah, we got a few questions just about... Uh, Oh, I found the email from YouTube Zoner Manager one seven eight nine at gmail. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said his full email address, oh, whatever. At gmail dot com. That well, was the you, one. You technically, that was oh the wait, no, those don't, don't actually count in Gmail. 
yeah, it's true. Yeah. So I think we're going to get our check for that. We're going to use that to finance further tap calf content. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll answer. So I was actually thinking about the uh, questions and how we're probably going to be trying to move to, or how we're moving generally to weekly content as well with different topics. Uh, I was thinking that these episodes would probably tend to be shorter episodes. Mm, so we might sure. move the, uh, the email questions to these episodes. Uh, what do you think about Oh, that? these episodes. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I don't know. My only problem with that is most of our emails are about the yeah. books. But if you want, we can go through right now. And I didn't do this beforehand because I just figured we'd do it next episode. But we can go through and address any that aren't related to the on solo the book that we'll be discussing about discussing next episode if that makes sense yeah i don't think there's actually any about uh any about han solo yet okay i think there are just some questions about uh i jedi okay so the first one of those is from brent who uh points out something that we completely forgot to discuss last episode and that is that uh Le- what's her name again tavira leonia, tavira. leonia? Yeah. yeah leonia tavira actually escapes at the end of i jedi and he points out that they're never she's never actually mentioned in any of the other books i assume she just died at some point yeah <laughs> like you know she had a star destroyer the new republic probably didn't like her very much they kind of broke the back of her organization didn't luke even say um, that he would like join up with rogue squadron to help kill and then corn's like eh, she oh, doesn't really yeah. matter that much anymore yeah. Uh, so we yeah. don't know what happened there. But we know Corrin went back with Rogue Squadron. Uh, there was a lot mm-hmm. of like warlord hunting that happened in the mm-hmm. uh, decade or so that led up to the Vong War. So it's mm-hmm. probably just part of that, I don't think. Uh, he ne- mm-hmm. Michael Stackpole necessarily meant to go back and write more about her. Mm-hmm. but If he wanted to, he could have thrown her into NJO and he didn't. So. Yeah. Um, Javier... Uh points out or just gave us a recommendation for a potential um is it an anime to watch so thank you very much uh, yeah, for that. and he says he enjoys heroes, I think. yeah and that he enjoys the episode so thank you very much you um advertising somebody at gmail.com offer to advertise our youtube offer channel to advertise you. channel. No uh, there's actually no content in that message <laughs> um so that thank you uh We'll pay you the sixteen hundred dollars. Uh, actually, I don't want to say that because I just want that sixteen hundred dollars from <laughs> YT's owner. So yeah, um, <laughs> we've got one from Joshua, basically pointing out he kind of talks about how our he he wanted to email us about the Akbar winner scenes that a few other people pointed out, um, and also mentions for those who don't know because we haven't talked about it in this episode yet. Surprisingly. We're investigating um, some theories we have about Admiral They're not Akbar theories. These are... And... Yeah, these aren't really theories anymore. This is... Um, it's not like... I guess the theory would be the theory of uh, fish-human hybrids, but... The, the well, it's like a scientific are... theory. Yeah, like, In yeah, that we yeah. know it's true, but... It's just yeah. the, the framework is the theory, and, but yes. Winter and Akbar boning. There's evidence, yeah, for it. So Winter, uh, who's... Basically, like, one of Leia's childhood friends, and she's in the Alliance, and she's also the wife of a Rogue Squadron character. And Admiral Akbar, the big fishy guy from Avengers, or Return of the Jedi, are absolutely um, banging, probably pretty regularly. And we pointed out that she appears later on as sort of a carer for Akbar as he gets older. 
Um, but he also mentions that her job is basically massaging Akbar and lubing him up. So, um, yeah, it's 100%. Like there, there is no question here that they're doing disgusting things to each other all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen a Steven Seagal movie, but he also says that uh, I, Jedi is basically a Star Wars version of an early Steven Seagal movie. Yeah, Steven Seagal and... is, he's always the same character in any movie he's in, which I don't re- recommend watching any of them because he's a terrible actor. Uh, <laughs> he's a terrible person. There is an episode of Behind the Bastards just on Steven Seagal, and it's mm-hmm. it's great. Like, Steven Seagal is, is just awful. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for that email. Um, another one advertising a channel. Oh my god, the two emails we got have very similar subject lines. Interesting. Um, one from Tyler, basically just saying thank you for a recommendation we gave him. Um, I think you, you answered that one. Uh, I, often, I answered one about the Salonian mer- or Corrin's List merchants. Yes. Just a picture of Salonian. But... <laughs> Uh, Daniel Jones asks about the difference between so Revenge of the Sith notices or talks about miniature hyperspace jumps to avoid being tracked. Uh, Grievous does it when retreating from Coruscant. Obi Wan does it while leaving Utapau. So that's different from than hyperspace skipping. What they're talking about there is something we get in Legends a lot because you can kind of it's not hyperspace tracking like in the Last Jedi, but if you see a vector somebody's on, uh, you can kind of guess guess likely locations where they're going to end up. So what they'll do sometimes to avoid that. They'll make a small jump, and then they'll jump kind of out of the way, and then they'll jump to their final destination. They'll do that a few times, basically to avoid anyone following them. Yeah. That is a little different than light speed skipping, which is, I'm not exactly sure, but not that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, something else. Yeah. All right. Uh, one from Hayden, who asks about Republic Commando, and yeah, we will get there. I mean, it, it, if the question is, are we going to do something, our plan for it always, I think, is yes. Yeah, it's just a question um, of when. Yes, exactly. So we plan to do every book eventually. It's just some are priority. I think we're going to continue generally moving through um, moving through the post-Endor era, uh, but we'll be, be taking breaks like we are now to do other stories. And I th- what is Republic Commando? Is it five books in total? Uh, With Imperial Contact, Commando counted? Zero, Order 66, Imperial Commando... Am I missing one? I don't think so. I don't know. Either way, like those are like a series like that is something we could definitely fit in at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, we haven't exactly decided uh, on too many topics that we're going to do for these uh, interspersed episodes. Uh, there may be mm-hmm. like different arcs of certain things, maybe certain topics, like just general topics, maybe some movies, TV show stuff. Uh, some comics might even fit better here than in. Uh, the regular book episodes so if there's anything mm-hmm. specific that uh you think would be a good topic for an episode like this and you want to send those in uh along with any other questions our next episode is going to be on uh han so is it at star's end that's first yeah that's the next okay one. so we're going to do that and then we're going to have basically uh three weeks of those books or that book the three parts of it the three books within the mm-hmm. book uh, and then after mm-hmm. that, we're going to be going back to every other week as a book, 
and between the books will be some kind of topic. So there's a little bit of time there. If you have any questions about any of that, any suggestions for any of that, send that into tapcaftransmissions at gmail.com, spelled how it is on the banner of the episode you're watching here, or I guess if you're listening to the audio podcast, T-A-P-C-A-F-T-R-A-N-S-M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S at gmail.com. You probably could have just spelled tapcaf. They can figure. Yeah, I, I was already it. like, I was already into it. I wanted to finish. <laughs> you committed it accidentally. You're like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I regretted a lot of my choices going into that, but we're here now. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it anymore. Yeah, um, that's gonna be it for me for today, though. We will be streaming, as we mentioned, um, some uh, tapped out after sea the of calf thieves is uh, yeah, I believe the name. tapped out after tapped. Whatever. We'll be streaming some uh, video games later on. Corey's channel, Corey Loses, and uh, the one we kind of run, run together, X2. So that'll be fun. Uh, last episode was actually really, really fun to play. Mm-hmm. Or last session was, I had a great time. Yeah, it's uh, Sea of Thieves that we're playing tonight. I don't think you said yeah. that. Oh, my bad. I wasn't I sure. Know. I was just saying oh. that because I wasn't sure if you did, and it might have been. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Uh, I don't know. I think we'll just end with the fact that... Um, Halo probably should get a Battle Royale mode. And I'm good to leave it at that if you are. Should we just read all the comments on uh, <laughs> on stream right now? Uh, let's just take a look. I, I, I haven't been looking too much. Um, for those listening, I put out the opinion, the objectively correct opinion. If, if you disagree, it's not that we're having a disagreement of opinions. It's just that I am objectively correct. And that that's a joke. But... um. Put out a video on the fact that that Halo Infinite should have a battle royale mode. Wow, that dislike ratio. People did though. not agree. Let me let me check. I want to see what the likes and dislikes are at. You know what though? Sometimes it's good to put out a video that just riles people up. Uh, let's see. Oh, that. That's how you get to the dark. Six hundred thirteen likes. Pretty good start. To a thousand dislikes. Uh, people are saying I deleted a comment too. I didn't delete any comments. I don't do that. I delete other people's comments if they're racist or something, but not my own. But uh, yeah, that's super off topic. So I think we'll end it there. Uh, thanks for watching. Have a good one, everyone. Bye, everyone. May the force be with you. <laughs>